This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Being a parent can be really challenging. Child and Family Resource Network focuses on connecting pregnant parents and those with kids under the age of five with free support services to help them on their parenting journey. Everyone deserves someone they can turn to for help with parenting. Visit childandfamilyresourcenetwork.org today. This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network. I'm Maeve Kavanagh. And I'm Daryl Fairley. And you're listening to Agony Rants. Good evening. I know, what's this? Like we're in the... We're in the middle of the night in Headstuff Studios. We're having a very showbiz day, like we've just come from the six o'clock show. I know, we're very urbane and interesting. Very interesting, fascinating. And the interesting thing about it is, right, there was a fan waiting outside. Yeah, very unexpected. Yeah. Like, it was very clear who he was there for. I know, and I know. It was re- and it was also really clear who he was being to p- polite to. Yeah, I know. Okay, fair enough. He was there for me. But to be he, fair, he did say... He did ask me for my autograph. He did. He said, I suppose we better have yours as well, Grode. Yeah, I know. I mean, it wasn't... <laughs> but the he, best... He was functionally polite. Let's was... just say that. The very best part of that whole interchange was where he said, my mother rang me and told me to come down because yeah. I work across the road. <laughs> He, and he made me sign four autographs, two books and two cards. You know, in the olden days, they're the people who would sell them on. Who the hell is buying them? I don't know. But anyway. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think. <laughs> his mother said. All I'm going to say is, <laughs> if you hadn't been there, I don't think his mother, like maybe his mother would have said get his autograph, but I don't think he would have gone. <laughs> He definitely, he came for me. <laughs> I think it's a very fair assessment. I think, that you know, he you. did the pity selfie with the three of us and then he said, you take and this photograph. And then I could take one. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder what one's going on a frame. I know. Do you know what? <laughs> I don't even know why I allowed him to patronise me like that. <laughs> <laughs> I should have had a go straight straight away. I should have had a go. But this man was probably in his 40s and his mother very sent nice. him. Very nice. <laughs> yeah, he was lovely. There okay, go. there you go. The our, dream. Our, our brush with fame outside the six o'clock studio. <laughs> I know. That, I think that's what made it a bit depressing. Was it? Yeah. It was like it was like Hollywood, but you're also still you know, in Tala. In Tala? <laughs> What's wrong with Tala? There's nothing wrong with Tala. No, but it's not Hollywood. There's uh, nothing no, wrong no. with Tala. That's right. It's not Hollywood. You're but, but right. It's not Hollywood. No, it's true. I've been to Hollywood. It, it looks a little like Tala, but not very much. <laughs> yeah, it's more like Tala than you think. Yeah. I think I'm consoled by yeah. that. <laughs> It's interesting as well because I always get nervous when I have to do things like that, right? Because I always have my mother in my ear. Oh, right. Right? Really? When I have to do things like this. Because she always says the same thing. Like, if ever I say to her, oh, I was on telly or I'm doing this or I'm doing this interview. Mm-hmm. And she always says, and you won't be effing and blinding, will you? 
Did like, you... I think she thinks, I think, I genuinely think my mother thinks that I am an absolutely filthy comedian. And it just so happens that the days that she comes to see me, I just rewrite, I write a completely new show just for her. Just so, so you won't yeah. swear. She, and she's convinced that like, I'm ap- like when people say, oh, I saw her out on whatever, <laughs> she'll say, oh, was he, was he very rude? Was he vulgar? Was oh. he? <laughs> on the six o'clock show. <laughs> it's kind of funny though. It's funny you should say that, right? Because uh, my mother, you know, back in the day when I auditioned for the commitments, right? She said when she saw the movie, she said she was kind of glad. She was kind of glad because. Oh, because you would have been an effort and blind. I would have had to say a lot of bad words. And back then I never said a one curse word. It's gas. I'm like my mum. <laughs> I've grown since. Like it's a mother's thing. <laughs> it is a mother's thing. It's, it's a the worst thing. thing you can do is say an F bomb in front of the neighbours. Oh no. And like she also applies, she applies no context to whatever it is the thing that I'm doing. Oh, okay. Like she'd say, like, you're going to the six o'clock show, you won't be effing and blinding. On the six o'clock show. Uh, yeah, I know. Like what am I gonna say? I know. Like well. your lasagna is shite. <laughs> <laughs> that weatherman's a right fucker, I met him in the canteen. <laughs> So this week we are talking about chaos, right? Okay, um, well, there you go. Because we've had, yeah, I mean, this episode is quite chaotic, but we are, because I was actually stuck in the chaos at the airport. Oh, yes. Which reminds me of, you know, you know the Kim Wilde song? Chaos at the airport tonight. I had it on repeat for Did the you? three hours. Okay, so you weren't building up your rage queue. in any way. No, do you know what, Neve? You'll be very pleased with me. Yeah. I was in a chaotic situation, but I was deathly calm. Oh, I was absolutely, I was cool as a cucumber. Now, I had been to the rap party the previous night. Okay. And I'd been drinking until four o'clock in the morning. Okay, so there was, was a small amount of a hangover. There wasn't though. And I, did- I, 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 I did my delay pre-hangover. Still drunk, essentially. Is what oh, I'm saying. okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was, was going to ask, was there any medication? Fantastic form. But technically, you are on the medication. Yeah, I was just, I got left to the airport and I walked through, <laughs> I saw the queue and I was in it and I was an hour into it thinking, Carol, you are wonderfully calm and serene. <laughs> and then I realised we were drinking gin and tonic till half four this morning. Well, of course we were. still drunk. Yeah, I was absolutely, I was, because it was stressful because what they did was in Terminal 2, I walked up the escalator to departures. Yeah, right? and you were thinking, I'm in. And I was like, oh yeah, here I am. And then there was people in front of me and I thought, what's going on? And then I looked and realised that the queue snaked from side to side oh, God. about 15 times before you got that to. That is super stressful. It, and I was worried because I had a show that night and I had to fly to Birmingham. <sighs> and there was only one more flight to Birmingham. And there was two seats left on the flight. So, so you I was were kind of thinking, over, should, should I buy I... it? Yeah. Should I not buy it? And then I made it to the airport, up to the gate, just in time. Like literally just in time. And then the flight was delayed. <gasps> but I didn't care because I was at the gate. Because you were at the gate. I know. I We once had a kind of a funny situation with that, you know, in the airport itself. Because we were heading... Um, we were actually trying to get home for a gig. I was get, Worse again, I was coming home from... Portugal. Okay. And um it they had there wasn't wasn't that it was particularly busy, but they hadn't opened up the passport bit. Oh god. Um and the where it was was in a funny place. And so actually when we went in through the gate, we were like, Oh, oh my god, oh my god. Oh, and no. honestly, if I hadn't got home, there would have been no gig. Like so that it was like Of course there wouldn't have been darling, no gig. Darling. Darling. What are they gonna do? Full theatre, like, oh my god. So uh yeah, it was very stressful. I'm not gonna lie. That was very Dear stressful. Okane once uh she I, she, I think she's told the story before, but she once got, uh, she was 
took a day's filming the day she was supposed to do the Olympia. And the filming ran on. Oh, and at God. half six, she was still on the set in London. And like the show was eight o'clock in the Olympia. So what she did was she rang her agent and got them to get a motorbike courier to go to the airport. And she, the the show was at eight o'clock. She rang the support and said, <laughs> do your whole Edinburgh show. Fill it, fill it in. <laughs> and then there's going to be a long intermission. And she arrived in London at nine o'clock, got in the back of a motorbike courier, straight to the Olympia and straight out onto the stage. At nine o'clock at night? Nine o'clock at night. She did the gig. Oh, would you know, actually, one time I, I videoed the In Your Eyes video, you know, the one we did uh, with, with the... Uh, cape oh, with the cape? cape? Yeah, yeah, the one for Arista. Cake and the hot lads. And I was in London and I was getting presented um, the keys of Dublin in <laughs> that night and they had to get the police to bring me <gasps> from the airport. Wow. I know. The police brought you from police Dublin airport? brought me from Dublin airport. Yeah. That's when I was, you know, had influence in the city. Oh my God. I wonder if we rang the guards now. I know. Well, Very exciting, Eve. I never knew that. Yeah. Guard escort. Yeah, I had a guard Nia's escort. been swinging out of a young fella over in London and she needs to get the keys to the city. And I arrived in and then introduced my younger sister as my child to the, <laughs> the Lord Mayor because I was so flustered. <laughs> you introduced her as your daughter? Yes, I did. And this is my daughter, Eva. Oh! It was hilarious. It was hilarious. And he was looking at me and I was looking at him and, I, and my mother was beside me going highly incensed because obviously she had gone through the labour. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what happens when you're on the back foot, like when you're in chaos. And you know me, I like to be calm. I don't like... No, you're very calm. You're very calm in all situations. <laughs> I'm trying to think if I've ever seen you flustered. Oh, oh, I've been flustered. I can be flustered. But I... But I don't think I've ever seen it. I don't like to do it in public. <laughs> I don't like to be flustered in public. Oh yeah. I, I actually, the more chaotic it gets around me, because obviously I'm going to talk about the ultimate chaos moment. Go on. Which was when they announced the winner on oh, in '93. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right, right. and it, that was chaotic beyond anything else. And honestly, uh, it, it, there was about 40 people around me, and they all went completely mental. And people were grabbing me from all sorts of places, and somebody knocked the earring out of my ear, and you know people were fainting, and people were falling over things. It was one of your backing singers fainted. Yeah, absolutely. What happened? Chaos. Yeah. Well, that was more when at the end of the show. So when you you went back on <coughs> to sing the song again. Yeah, we went. And then they. Well, when we walked out, and obviously we were escorted out, and at that point I didn't even know if I had a costume left because people went completely bananas. I love loads of people in front of me, but I can't have them around me. Same. I mean, they're very rarely around me. I know. <laughs> but I, but I, I don't like a crowd. No, I don't like people don't like on crowd. me. Like if I go to a gig, I like to be down at the back. I'll never be in the mosh pit. That'll never happen. No. You know, if you ever see me in, in a mosh pit. <laughs> yeah, I'll have questions. <laughs> You'll have questions. Don't you worry, Neve. If I see you in a mosh pit. <laughs> you know, I mean, now obviously I go to, I only go to a gig if there's a seat, like to be fair. <laughs> It's the seat. Oh, come a seat. Come on, give me a ticket and a drink after. <laughs> and somebody to put me in it with a rug, maybe. <laughs> I would imagine that the first sign of chaos. I run away. You, no, <laughs> nothing. You run away. You you're like, oh, okay, what's going on here? I'm going to fix this. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. You're I, queen pragmatic. I I want I want things to be calm. You know, I can't have the level of drama. I like watching it from a distance. I just can't be in it. Okay. You know, and but you can't. 
never have drama in your life, obviously. But, and I love watching a drama from a distance. Oh, my God. It's nearly my favourite thing ever. Like you and of I. Of course. If we spot a whole scenario going on, we are not moving from of that spot. Of course. Like, but, you know, at the same time, I just, yeah, I am. A, I can't, I don't want that level of drama around me. I just Like, don't. I love finding the person that's going to make something dramatic. Like, <laughs> I forgot about this. Because when I got into that queue. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I got on the end of like a, a massive queue. Like there must have been. 600 people out oh here, easy easily. yeah easy it was crazy um, and th- the woman then came in behind me right. and then we, we 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 were kind of half a length of the of the snake that was going so we oh, were yeah. kind of half so then as that grew behind me then she started to talk to me and I had my ear pods in so <laughs> she was like what if we need to Tyler what if we need to go to the Tyler what are we going to do and I was like well do you, do you need to go to the Tyler she's like I don't need to go now but I will need to go to Tyler <laughs> and I was just like we're going to be friends <laughs> don't fight it because this we're going is, to be friends yeah. and I said well if we need like if you need to go to the toilet I'll mind your space and if I need to go to the toilet you mind my space yeah. so I thought oh that's it we have a buddy and then like about I'd say 10 minutes later she was like I have to go to the toilet do you mind and I was like not at all she went I watched her because like there's nowhere to go mm. she went <laughs> she didn't go into the toilet she went over she sat down on the ground. She took out her iPad and started watching something. She ate a banana. And then she, <laughs> she watched the goose snake. Then she came back and said, thanks a million, you're very good. <laughs> and I have to say, I you completely her. respect her. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I, I thought you are the sanest person in this room. 100%. Absolutely. Yeah, it's and like... She, she didn't even make... Like, <laughs> she didn't even say, oh, I better walk this way because that's where the toilets are. <laughs> she didn't even face She it. went about 20 feet away from me <laughs> and sat down. <laughs> she was blatant about it, in other and words. Three, like three hours later, uh, came back. <laughs> she had three episodes of later of whatever she was watching. I know. It's like, some people are just incredibly impressive to me. One time uh, I was coming into Dublin and um, I'd driven down from Dun- from Belfast, right? Okay. Right. So I'd driven down with, and Tom, Jack was about, this is my eldest boy, he was maybe about six months old. And it was a time where all the tr- lorry drivers or taxi drivers took a notion and they blocked everybody on the M50. Do you remember that? Yes. Okay. So I was, at that time, my parents were living in Glasnevin. So you used to be able to come off the motorway. And I literally come onto the M50, which is the ring road around Dublin. And literally I was on that in a car with a six month old who for two and a half hours not moving. Literally, the off ramp was 100 metres away. If I had gone in the inside lane, I'd have been off it. But being the not rule breaker that I I couldn't cope, I had to feed that child in the car and I was feeding him myself. It was a bit of a moment. Oh no! Yeah, it was a bit involved, but that's quite involved, yeah. Mm. But I did it. Job I was very chilled, very chilled. People were out of their cars, they were shouting and carrying on. They came over to talk to me, and then they moved away very fast when I was feeding. <laughs> <laughs> that's actually that's actually something Nia does quite often. Like if ever she doesn't want to be bothered, she just loves a boob. Out. <laughs> excuse me, you'll have to excuse me. <laughs> this is my time. I don't want to be bothered. Yeah, it's surprisingly effective. <laughs> it, it works, you know, it definitely works. I mean, and, the, you know, th- there's lots of lovely stories where chaos is happening around you when you're, you know, when you're a mammy. There's so many stories I can't even begin to tell you. <laughs> you know, it starts with the delivery and goes right through their lives. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> well, we did a little shout out to ask about your chaos stories mm-hmm. and Anya got in touch and I suspect this could be my favourite letter. I know. That we've had. I know, um, yeah. Anya says, I have a friend called Katie and her nickname is Chaos because she always gets us into trouble. We've been friends since college and every night out or holiday she has been on she has got us into terrible trouble. Oh dear. We recently went to Glasgow and she climbed up a statue and couldn't get down so they had to call the fire brigade. <laughs> like... <laughs> If this is the start, then we're definitely on a happy. This, like, what a legend, Katie. <laughs> Katie. Um, when we were in college, she made chips at a party and set the kitchen on fire. <laughs> <laughs> her sister is a cop and has got her out of so much trouble. Like the time she was drunk in a chipper and hopped on a guy because she thought he had a gun. <laughs> he did have a gun, but he was a detective. <laughs> During the pandemic, she got a new car and drove it through her neighbor's porch because she was trying to get the hang of an automatic. Oh my gosh. She she always says the same thing. What am I like, girls? We love chaos, Katie. Oh. Katie, if you're out there and listening. We love you too. Katie, uh, if if you're out there, get in touch because I just feel like we could be friends. Oh, you could. I mean, what sort of... That's like how drunk do you have to be or how brave do you have to be to be in a chipper thinking you see someone with a gun and go... Instead of like going outside and like calling 911, <laughs> I'll take him down myself. <laughs> There's no time. <laughs> it takes a very special person. If we call the guards, I mightn't get me chips. <laughs> oh, Anya, I way, bet please. you have the best stories. I, we are looking forward to many, many stories about Chaos Katie. <laughs> yeah, I mean, keep in touch. Every week And when the book comes out, yeah. invite us to the launch. We definitely want to go for that. So Fiona was on and she says, I have a two-year-old and a three-year-old. Oh, gosh. And we are getting an extension built. Oh, my God. That's the worst thing ever. Uh, We currently have no kitchen or bathroom. Yesterday, I microwaved a lasagna in my spare bedroom, but it'll be worth it in the end. Well, Fiona, you're right. It will be worth it in the end. And now I'm thinking about where the bathroom, what you're doing for the bathroom. Is there a bucket? Do you know what the problem with it is, right? With living like that when you're getting... Oh, yeah, it's desperate. The problem is it's not being in it. It's actually, it's coming home to it. That's what I found was always worse. Like when you're in it, you're just like, this is the way things are. Mm-hmm. But the problem is that when you go out. Oh, and then. You and then you come back and you're like, oh, good God. Did I ever tell you about the time I got my. my <laughs> did I ever tell you about the time I got my ensuite done? No. Oh, sweet Jesus. I'll never forget as long as I live. Why? I got my ensuite done. He pulled out the ensuite. Right. And I was getting a few little jobs done. Yeah. And he started all the jobs together. Didn't finish any of them? every single room didn't finish any Oh my God. And it was supposed to take three days. And I think it took two and a half weeks. Oh my gosh. And I got one room back together. Like, you know, like just perfect, Mm -hmm. hoovered, like absolutely gorgeous. And he was working the other end of the apartment. And then he came in. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. I've never been so upset. He came in with a tile. He went out to the balcony. The window and the door of the balcony was open. He cut the tile. This was literally just as I'd finished cleaning everything. <laughs> and I was ma- I was actually at the end, you know, in my kitchen, yeah. and, like where you're, your back turned to the window. <laughs> and I was making a cup of coffee. He was doing this out in the balcony. I was like, Jesus, I'm going to have to clean those windows now and everything again. <laughs> and I turned around. Not only did I have to clean the windows again, everything he cut blew all the way back. <laughs> like it was, it was literally clean for 30 seconds. Oh, no. Oh no, oh no. Did he fancy you? <laughs> I think that might be it. Two and a half weeks, he was definitely pulling Look, that job only, out. He's only human. That kind of chaos can kill you. There's no doubt about it. I, um, I, we got our uh, work done in the house just before we had Jack. And honestly, I was 
like crying in the kitchen because every time I needed to go to the toilet, I had to go out the back door and around the front and into because you couldn't. We were we were getting a new floor in the front room for so for four days because we leveled the floor and then we had to put a new floor down in the front room. We couldn't actually access the other part of the house. It sounds like I'm living in a mansion. It's not true. It's like an old house. But basically I had to go out the back door, around the front, into the front garden and in the front door to go to the toilet and up the stairs to go to bed. And let me tell you, when you are like... 39 weeks pregnant. <laughs> you need to go to the toilet That's quite a an lot. adventure. That's quite an adventure. <laughs> I did think of putting a chair outside the toilet and just wait there. I yeah. mean, I, I find it very hard to feel sorry for you for your ensuite toilet because you at least had another option. I, you know, I literally have one bathroom in my house. It's not my toilet. The main toilet. The I cats, know. The, cats the drain. Toilet. The drain looked very... Well, that's true. The cat. <laughs> I wouldn't use her toilet. No. Oh my God. She's like Madonna. You don't use her toilet. No, nobody messes with <laughs> yeah. boots. It's like, excuse me, this is my bathroom now. Now, Fiona, I really feel for you, but you will be glad in the end. There's no doubt about it. Oh yeah, it will. It'll be gorgeous in the end. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Sabrina says, on my last holiday, I wasn't feeling well and went to the loo. My husband was in the queue for boarding. We were sitting separately on the plane. He had his earphones on, watching something on his iPad. The plane took off without me. Oh my God. How did they do that? <laughs> I don't know. No, because actually, that's quite difficult to do because they don't. They do a check. Oh, listen, I worked in Aer Lingus. Trust me, that, that doesn't no, happen. No, but wait, if you're checked in, yeah, if you have baggage. Now, if you don't have baggage, you, you, they don't care. But if oh, you, okay, yeah. If yeah. you have baggage on the plane, that yeah, they won't. Oh, maybe they didn't. <laughs> oh, okay, go on. Anyway, uh, the plane took off without me. I booked on to the next on the next flight to Madrid. Problem was, he had my phone because he was charging it in his bag. Disaster. Also, he made it to Barcelona, but our bags didn't. He had a few hours where he says he thought I had been kidnapped, yet he just sat in a bar watching a match. <laughs> now, you think I'm calm in a crisis? <laughs> that I is. To say. No, but you see, that's what happens, I think, in a long term relationship, right? What? They don't notice you're there. No, I think that what should happen, <laughs> I think the natural order of things is that you come to the point where you don't where care you if they're go, kidnapped. If you died, I'd be grand. <laughs> I think that's how you know you're independent. Like, you can be delighted somebody's there, but you're like, if you're not, I'd be fine. Is that not, I think that's the way it's supposed to work. Hey, I mean, like... Corot, even if you feel that way inside, <laughs> probably best not to actually say that in a public I'm not forum. i that that's how I feel, but it's the goal. Oh, okay. It's the, it's the couple you know, goals. It's to, I'll be grand if you die. The last thing I need is a major bereavement late in life. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to spend the last few years of my life devastated and upset. <laughs> We need to unpack this. A bit. I know. I just, I just feel like that when you're, you know, you get to a certain age, you're like, "That's grand." Well, look, it comes to us all. <laughs> well, that's the way you have to take these things. Okay. Otherwise, the last thing you need is the last, no. the last few years of your life ruined. Well, yeah, just you know, pining. There's no need to pine, is there? Absolutely no need to pine. <laughs> However, Why this is not pine? what's actually occurred here. This is in the space of a flight. I think you might, <laughs> yeah, you might at least ask the question: Why is she not on the flight with me? Do you know what I mean? You think you'd raise yeah, I that? Did he like? When did he actually notice she wasn't there? Surely he said something. Maybe I wonder where they sit. Well, we were sitting. We were sitting separately. Okay, that might be it. Then. But you see that. You see, I don't know. And anyway, know. she was. Sabrina, in, tell she us went more to Madrid. I feel like she went to Madrid, and he was in Barcelona. You know, Barcelona. Oh. So they weren't even in the same city when it came down. Oh, maybe she when she booked the second flight, she was just. She had to take. She had to take to Barcelona. She wanted to get into the country. Also, I have to say now, if I to choose between Barcelona and Madrid, I'd pick Barcelona. Uh, well, yeah, I don't know. That's, a, that's I, very Sabrina, short-sighted I, I, of you. I hope you got a couple of nights to yourself. Madrid, Madrid is a lovely city. Madrid's low, but I mean, 
Barcelona? On I your know. own? I do love Barcelona. <laughs> oh, Sabrina, I'd say the ball, a lovely cocktail. <laughs> so Michael was stuck at the airport for seven hours with three kids and a stressed out wife. I, uh, now, Michael, I might take an exception on the way that you put and a stressed out wife in brackets um, last Sunday. And I will never forget it as long as I live. Michael, if you keep putting your wife in brackets, you might not live very long. I'm going to tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, See, I think the airport is like there is something it's it a real breeds problem. stress. Oh, no, it does. I, I know because when I worked in the airport and they train you, they tell you how um, they have to ch- channel people. The reason that all of, a lot of those systems are in place in airports is because you you act like a complete moron when you go in. You lose any sort of sense that in your head. Your sense of direction even goes out the door. That's why so many signs, so many things. And that's why they keep putting you in. And I find that what I do in the airport is I walk the way I'm facing. (laughs) (laughs) You walk the way you're facing. I haven't explained that correctly. (laughs) But like... I mean, to be fair, most people walk the way they're facing. No, but like I... (laughs) Most people are not falling over. Like, when walk I away walk their in, when I walk into the airport, I'm like, I'm at the airport, so I have to keep walking. Okay, so, so you, so you so don't you, think about your dire- destination. Yeah, I just okay. keep, oh, I keep walking because you're, and then you realize you're walking in the wrong direction. Like you just, you just keep going. I do like twenty thousand steps in an airport. I know, and I might know only need to do about two. Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. Actually, a lot of people do it. And then you walk to the gate. You walk as far as the gate. Now, I have lots of time now. I'll go back to the shop. <laughs> We have an email. Okay. Uh, it's kind of a follow-up uh, from Jane Doe. Uh, she says, Hi guys, I suffer with bad anxiety and haven't been having a good time the last few days. Yesterday, while browsing Spotify, I came upon agony rants. Oh my God. I've been belly laughing and have a sore face since. Uh, sorry about that. <laughs> I am currently on the Happy Place episode and have just listened to the part where ye are on about having banter with rand- a random person and how it's so Irish. So I have a story for you. Oh, excellent. Last Saturday evening, I was on my way home from the shop carrying a bottle of red wine. <laughs> she's definitely one of us. Yeah, she's, uh, <laughs> she's got bad anxiety because she... <laughs> we're loving... That's, what That's called a hangover. No, we're, we're definitely loving your uh, medication there for the bad anxiety. <laughs> <laughs> I noticed the road opposite mine was closed off with a council van blocking access. The driver's door of the van was open and there was a country and western music blaring from it with the driver leaning against the side. I let out a yee-hoo. Yee-haw! Yee-haw! <laughs> he called me over to him and said he was used to people roaring at council workers, but when he spotted the bottle of wine, he said to himself, I'd be a bit of crack. <laughs> Where the, is this going? This is the best chat-up line I've ever heard. for a few minutes and he and asked where he asked where I was from originally. I told him where and he asked if I knew a fella, let's call him Joe Blog. I replied that he's actually my father. The council worker proceeded to tell me, would you believe he's a cousin of my own and I've been looking for his number for the past week. My dad is 72 and previously worked in construction. This man wants to find out if he was still working because he had a job that needed doing. So I gave him the number and boom, now I have a nice little finder's fee for myself. (laughs) 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 This letter is deranged. (laughs) No, I love it. I love this letter. I'm walking away. He shouted after me. Isn't it funny how you're meant to meet certain people at a certain time in this life? Very Irish. Keep up the good work. You're both so, so funny. I'm disgusted that I've nearly caught up and will have to wait for the weekly pod. 
Oh, listen, Jane Doe. Jane. We love you. We love you. You're right. Actually, that is a very Irish thing. <laughs> that is a very Irish very thing. Very Irish thing. I think it's... Abs- like, <laughs> I, <laughs> I love the way it's like kismet. <laughs> like two people who okay. were supposed to meet. <laughs> but you look like a bit of crack. Yeah, exactly. I love that. I and mean, I love the fact that she was just like... <laughs> in the depths of anxiety yeah. and she looked like a bit of crack. <laughs> a casual woman. <laughs> just casually strolling the streets with a bottle of wine chatting to random love council it. workers. Absolutely love it. Listen, yeah. I'm really happy that we're making you happy, to be honest with you. Yeah, you I, know? Love hearing, I love yeah, hearing I that do. we're making people I happy. Do. I do. Love, I love the feedback from people because, to be honest, we think we're talking to nobody. <laughs> <laughs> every week we say, do you think we're doing all right? Yeah, every week we think, who would listen to this? <laughs> would you listen to it? Me? Yeah. Absolutely not. My standards <laughs> through the roof. I listen to it every week. I love it. Makes, I, um, I even I, laugh at the I bits I know. It, I know. <laughs> okay. Okay. Fair enough. I, I listen to it and I laugh then even at the bits I know are coming. It's like, <laughs> is, is that silly? No. You make me laugh. You're, oh, you do, girl. You make me laugh. Niamh. Oh, thanks. Thanks. And I love your singing as well. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, we have a problem. Oh, wow. You really jumped off that. <laughs> Okay. Your comedy's great. Do you like my singing? Yeah, yeah, your singing's great. <laughs> Sorry, I need a drink here. What I want is the Agni Rants listeners to petition Neve Kavanagh that I do backing vocals on her next song. Oh, reports. it's so happening. It's so happening. Don't worry, it's a, it's an in. And I want to do it in the late late as well. Ah! <laughs> you can do the shuffle. <laughs> you know, yeah, people are, can't actually see you your do that. Your <laughs> I couldn't see you do that. It probably won't be that song. <laughs> You're going to have to learn a new song. So we're going to stop for a moment now to remind you that Agony Rants is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network. And uh, if you'd like to support our show and all the shows on Headstuff, then you can become a member for as little as five euro a month. And in return, you will get bonus content from us. And that isn't necessarily photographs of Garode and all of the shows across the Headstuff Podcast Network. <laughs> but it Network. could be, depend, could depend be. on how much you pledge. The show we're cross promoting this week is called Phoning It In. Now, it says here that it's live line meets the goon show I have a little bit of a problem with this because I'm a huge goon fan you know it's set the bar high for Neve you know Spike Milligan you know well it does deliver now I have to say it's pretty good you know no pressure lads no pressure you better be it's really pretty good. Great. And so they kind of ring in for a, and they kind yeah. of improv a complaint. They, yeah, but what happens is a comedian rings in and they find out what they're there to complain about. Oh. Uh, so it's like whose line is absolutely anyway. Absolutely hilarious. That yeah. kind of idea. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, listen. Brilliant. I'm all over that like a cheap suit. Come on, bring it on. <laughs> well, here's a clip. Have a listen and see what you think. Phoning It In is back. Hello, my name is Dave Coffey and I'm the host of Phoning It In, the hilarious improvised phone in show. Think Joe Duffy meets your favourite Irish comedians. Our first episode back is already out and features the young hot guys, Tony Cantwell, Shane Danburn and Killian Sunderman. This season we'll also have lots of bonus material available on Headstuff Plus, including new improv style games with all your favourite guests. Phoning It In is available every fortnight wherever you get your podcasts and on the Headstuff Podcast Network. Thanks for listening. Okay, so I have a problem for you and I was wondering if you could help me. I'm a nervous wreck about my driving test. I have failed it four times. <laughs> four garode. Now she's directing this at you because it's all in capitals, right? Oh, it's for me. Yeah. Lovely. Okay, so You're it's always time. because I am nervous. I don't know what to do. It is coming up in two weeks and already I'm in a panic about it. I don't want to fail again. You and Neve have nerves of steel, so <laughs> I appreciate any advice you could give 
Thanks, Don. Oh, Don, if you knew how many the bag of nerves he is, I can't even tell. I'm you. a nervous wreck. You are. I you, am. Yeah. I. 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 I'll tell you. I am very good at hiding that I'm nervous. Oh yeah. I. 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 I can really do the you know the duck paddling beneath the surface. Oh yes, you know the swan they call it, where you're very oh, yeah. you're very graceful on, graceful the top, on the top and then like going like guilty on the bottom. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's what funny. I think when I look at you. Yeah, swan. <laughs> could break my arm looking at me. Or maybe he'll be a swan one day, kid. Yeah. More signet. <laughs> You're going to be a swan Some though. I can see potential. there now that need to be knocked off. Yeah. <laughs> you have a bit of potential. Um, actually, Don, I totally understand this, right? It's very difficult because um, I did my, I got mine first time to be fair, but I had been driving a long time and I took a pre-test. So I went out with someone to do the test route, the potential t- test yeah. route. And that really helped me. I would say, right. <laughs> if there's if there's it, alcohol, t- <laughs> if there's alcohol or tablets involved, in this, a couple of glasses I, of no, wine. No, <laughs> no, no, it's not helpful. No, that's not. What I would say is right that the driving test mm. is not only a test of your driving. No, it's not. I think the driving test is all about the game face. It is. It's about confidence. If they feel that you're confident about what you're about to do, then they're relaxed. Like you shouldn't be. <laughs> you shouldn't be screaming when you're like <laughs> there's no guarantee to no, screaming like though. she should, didn't say like that you should be practicing <laughs> not screaming else <laughs> about the driving test aside from the driving as well like you should be practicing practice how you're going to chat to him when you meet him yeah somebody gave me a great tip before I did my driving test okay right? and what they said was get into the car close the door and then like just before you put your seatbelt on, just open the door again and close it. Because it looks like you're going, oh, I don't think that door was closed. And it looks like you noticed it as well. And and that'll impress them. And I did it. Wow. You had the questions they ask you. For. I yeah. got all of them wrong. <laughs> like literally every single one of them. And then he was he was horrible to me because he, he said like, what's the national speed limit? And I was like, the, I was like, 80? No, 50. Is 100? I don't know. <laughs> Did you answer it just said, like that? That's the way I answered it. And he said, I don't know. This is your driving test and you've got all the questions right. Oh, snotty. <gasps> outrageous. <gasps> outrageous. And did, did your, but like, it was my secret weapon though because... Did your rage come up? Did you like it? No. Little... What happened was I was very sedate back in those days. Oh. I really? assumed I'd failed. Okay, so I you... was like, I failed now. So, so I'm just going to have to go and drive now. So I just, I just drove like he wasn't watching me. Well, that's, you know, you know, when we go on stage, right, you know, when you're young and they say and you're nervous and they tell yeah. you little trip, little tips to survive the nerves and they tell you to think that everybody in the audience is in their pajamas. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they always give you little helpful tips like that. that. <laughs> no, I never really got that, but I kind of got the kind of concept where you're you're only performing to one person. You're not really thinking about yeah, the yeah. amount of people. And if if it makes you feel happy to think that they might look ridiculous, that might help. I definitely think that if you're if you're going into the test, you should be, I guess, practicing yeah, being, how the conversation's going to go, what you're going to be like when you meet them. Yeah. And I think all of those things really count because you're 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 also trying to assure them that you're not just a good driver, but that you're a steady reasonable you don't react uh, yeah I think if I think if you're overly nervous the, the problem is the vibe they get is that you're not going to be in control of the car when you're not driving you know yeah and that, that also <laughs> you're if you're overly nervous that you're going to 
you know, slam on the brakes when you shouldn't. Yeah. Or, you know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the driving test, it's so, it's such a strange artificial thing. Like in Ireland, you have to reverse around a corner. I know. You would never. Very rare. Like, <laughs> when would you decide, I'm going to drive this car. Around a corner. Backwards and blindly into oncoming traffic. I don't know. I can't count on one hand how many times I've had to reverse my car. I know. Around and the corner. And you don't have to parallel park in the driving test. Is that right? Yeah, you do in the UK, but you don't. I don't remember what I was asked to do. It was that long ago. But yeah. I have to tell you, Don, the main thing is to understand that it's not the end of the world. I understand you really want this. Yeah, and go in, like, game face on. Yeah, just be calm and, and understand that this is just another thing. You're obviously driving a while. And if it's only, if you're only nervous driving the car when you're doing your test, try and think about that you're just driving with your mother or driving, or maybe not your mother, that's not always a good, (laughs) (laughs) it's not always a good thing. No, that's uh, not good. You know, drive with someone that you like and just go for it and just say, look, I'm either, when I did um, MasterChef or I'm doing something that's really big, right, or different or out of my comfort zone, I always say to myself, I'm either going to be able to do this or I'm not, but I'm not going to stress about it. Yeah, break it down into little steps. You know, say, I know how to do that. I know how to do that. Breaking a job down into steps is yeah. a really good thing to do. Yes. But what you shouldn't do is what I do, which is you get to a step and then you go, I'm after messing that up now. And you think it's over. And then you go, okay, I have another step to do, but sure, I messed that one up. What does it matter? Okay. <laughs> the wheels come off me. <laughs> the wheels There's, Your recovery is bad. Yeah, I'm bad. <laughs> <laughs> very, very bad recovery. So uh, what I think... <laughs> I think I'm the wrong person to okay. answer this. Girl, Neve girl, is the just, calm one. Just relax here for a second. I'm going to answer this. Out. This is more stressful than the driving. Test. Surely in the previous ones also, you may have actually been told what it is you failed on. And maybe you just practice on those maybe a Excellent little bit. Excellent point. You know, don't be stressing about that. I understand it's easy for us to say that. If something like Rescue Remedy helps you or something like that, maybe. But with Rescue Remedy, does that count as alcohol? I don't think so. It's just a, like two drops in your tongue or something, isn't it? It's like a soft... It, it, psychologically, it might make you feel a bit better. My mom did her driving test and she... Um, well, I know you talked about time. this before. And first time she was very nervous. And, and second, second time, time she was incredibly relaxed. I know. <laughs> well, Don, I would just say, for God's sake, don't take that, te- that advice. How someone has No, <laughs> do not go there. I'm going to tell you now, 100%, um, Don, it's all about confidence. Think about the things you failed on before. Relax. Don't think about it. This person is just another person in the room. Just get on with it. You'll be grand. And honestly, we are desperate to hear how you get on. Yes. We're going to have everything crossed for you, Don. Yeah, no, seriously. I'll go light a candle. <laughs> As my mother always says, I'm going to light a candle for you. The whole of the church is ablaze for all the things she needs to light a candle for me. For <laughs> Not, not the, my driving test today, but... <laughs> <laughs> tell us the area you're in. We'll, we'll bring in a bomb scare. There'll be loads of guards on the yeah. street keeping everything clear. <laughs> You'll be fine. You'll, You'll be, be fine, Don. That's yeah. the thing about it. But the thing that you have to remember, right? Game face on. You're confident. Yeah. In control. From the get-go. If this man has a crisis, he you're the one he wants to sort it. You're yeah. that calm. You're that relaxed. Yeah. And also talk to him like he's a human being. Yeah, because you do drive a car, clearly. And if you like driving, then just enjoy the, the process. He exactly. Doesn't. The thing that should be least likely to happen is that you fail this. Oh, it yeah. Should, like, you, you should go with the attitude that you're absolutely walking out with this past. I mean, there's yeah. no there's no question. Positive, it's a pair of positive thinking. It absolutely is. Mm. And that pigs will fly 
if you fail this. So basically what Garoda is saying is fake it till you make it. Fake it till you make it. <laughs> That's exactly it. That's it. In smaller words. Okay. It took a while, didn't it? No, I know, Don. Uh, you know, we, we lived through that. Ten to ten. Yeah, okay. Ten so we're going to leave this here. Don, <laughs> the best of luck. It's been a good show. It's been a good show. Turns out chaos is part of our lives. Yeah. There we um, go. Yeah. I, I, I think we've helped all these people and I think what we've done is we've processed chaos for a lot of people. Do you think so? Do you think we've given them tools to control it? Absolutely not. But I say they laugh for <laughs> half an hour. <laughs> Igreenrats at gmail.com if you want to get in touch. We'd love to hear from you. Thank you so much for listening. Bye. This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network, a hub for the creative and the curious. Shows are produced in association with Headstuff and the Podcast Studios Dublin. Find out more or become a member at headstuffpodcasts.com. Being a parent can be really challenging. It's normal to feel uncertain about whether you're doing the right things to raise healthy and happy children. That's why Child and Family Resource Network focuses on connecting pregnant parents and those with kids under the age of five with free support services to help them build confidence in their parenting journey. Everyone deserves to have someone they can turn to for support with parenting. Visit childandfamilyresourcenetwork.org today. Being a parent can be really challenging. It's normal to feel uncertain about whether you're doing the right things to raise healthy and happy children. That's why Child and Family Resource Network focuses on connecting pregnant parents and those with kids under the age of five with free support services to help them build confidence in their parenting journey. Everyone deserves to have someone they can turn to for support with parenting. Visit childandfamilyresourcenetwork.org today.